made for Okay, gather around, gather around the radio. And this is the Fat Packs Podcast. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. How are you doing, man? We're doing spiking okay. right there. Got to turn that. Got to turn that down a little bit. I don't know bit. what you're doing over there. I don't man. know either. That's that's it's hard uh, to get good help <laughs> It's really hard to get good help these days. All right. Uh, so when we start a show, this is usually where we do, uh, you know, new products and pricing, that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, we we're not going to do that today. No, man. We're switching it up a little. This is like the fattest of all pack shows that's ever been <laughs> in the history <laughs> of the Fat Packs. Uh, joining us right now on the ones, twos, threes, and fours are uh, our new friends and buddies, <laughs> the KNC Masterpiece. We're getting masterpieced right now. We are. Kevin and Corey from CBS 105.3, the fan here in Dallas. What's up, guys? I just came to a realization. Are we just on this show because we fit with the rotund lifestyle, perhaps? Uh, that's a possibility. All right. We saw pictures. Oh, I just want to point out, after listening to you guys, uh, y'all's podcast, y'all look nothing like you sound. So, oh, okay. Yeah. No, okay. that's what we hear all the time. It's always like, oh, I thought you were him and he was you. And so what it's always like. But we're more handsome, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Far more yeah. handsome than, we, than I thought. I expected someone who looked exactly like the logo okay. on the shirt. <laughs> and so when I saw you, I was like, Close enough. Let's do this. Cause, awesome. Because he just opened the door and he's like, come on in. And I said, well, we've never met and this goes against everything I've learned as a child, but you look like the picture I've been communicating with on Twitter. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the still alive. <laughs> we were just missing a uh, a van and some candy. And That's then, it. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. gave me the version of the candy, this Billy Ripken card. Like you just needed to go look at this card, and I was like, I gotta go, Corey. I don't even know if this is safe. <laughs> the the Billy That's Ripken awesome. card. That was a birthday present for you, sir. I want to thank uh, our guy Mike Summer who helped us out with that card. Yes, he I, did. He we were looking up. for one and looking for all all the card shows here in DFW. No one had one. I was like, how do you not have this card? This is ridiculous. Everybody likes to keep it because it, of yeah, you know. what it is. So yeah. uh, Mike hooked us up with it. He had three. Wow. That's why nobody can have yeah, one. He Mike had, had them all. He had three, and he, and he uh, sent one down for us to give to you. So happy birthday, sir. Well, thank you for that, and thank you, Mike. I've been on a – over the, like the last year or so, my son, who's 12 – hey, Brandon uh, – he uh, – He's he's really grown interested in cards more and okay. more, and I have to I have to say like going through all the stuff with him has you know resparked a lot of my interest, and so while I am interested in more like modern products, it really sparked like a nostalgic run in me, and so I've been really fascinated by products from like 1989 to 1992. I think I told you over Twitter I just went out and. Uh, got a 1989 score football box. Sure, sure. Uh, and so I was like, this was something I always wanted when I was a kid, but I was a kid, so I couldn't afford it. <laughs> now, as a reasonably earning adult, I can afford this. And so, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to make this purchase. So the the Billy Ripken card or the Bill Ripken card Bill fits. Ripken. It fits right in with like what my kick has been as of late. He likes junk era stuff. Yeah, he likes that junk era stuff. Now, now okay, oh, but at wow. least okay, but at least for the record, fair enough. And I know some hard truths about your Will Clark collection coming up. For the record, I pick like the higher end, junk the higher era end. Okay, football, so you want eighty nine right? square? I got you. Yeah, I got you. That's, so that was the best set that came exactly. out. Exactly. Right. Okay. Three Barry Sanders rookies out of that box. Oh, well, there nice. You go. Nice. Did you grade one? Did you get one graded? I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I made the sacrifice. I okay. let my son bring his Pokemon cards up here instead of grading my cards. You're a good dad. Oh, you are a good You're dad. You're a good dad. Now, uh, <laughs> I'm bringing home a, an F-based card. <laughs> <laughs> Questionable. Corey, 
Corey brought his book of uh, of uh, disappointment up here. And he doesn't know. I tried to tell these him. These are the most prized possess. I mean, oh, no. Actually, I have a tin. I have a little tin that has other cards that I probably should actually get graded, but these are the ones that really stand out okay. uh, and didn't just end up thrown in a box uh, okay. for me. All right. I want to warn you all, they stand out to him in terms of sentimental value, not in terms of price value. Because... <laughs> Yeah. You know, I had that same notebook when I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Well, this one, this is a Will Clark, uh, and he is, uh, It's. I think it came out of a cereal box. It because did. Because it says mm-hmm. Post, and I never ate uh, the Raisin Bran or anything like that, but... I like God. how he did the shovel. Yeah, yeah I like that. The <laughs> shovel. It was the two scoops. Yeah. <laughs> two yeah. scoops. That's right. But, uh, but for me growing up, it was all Donruss, Tops, and the Upper Deck. That's, uh, that's, that, that was, that was that it you? for me as a kid. So yeah. that, that's the – I think, man, I think at one point this was two pages. But uh, And then oh, my no. favorite Steve Bouchelle card. Yes. I have an entire Rangers section uh, in this thing as well. Look at that Randy, Randy Johnson, Johnson rookie. Randy rookie card. Woop, woop. And, uh, that's and, the only one they're going to support in there. Man, what about Kirby Puck? It, you know, and stuff like that. So Look, that's 87 tops. That's 80, my favorite set. 87 wood grain. Uh, mm-hmm. Some Pete O'Brien. Pete O'Brien's the best. One of our favorite players of all fans. time. And uh, and so basically during this uh, during this thing, I'm just going to go through and find a card. Okay. If you guys see one that you want to pull out or anything, just let me know because I'm just going to ask you my favorite cards and say what, how much is this worth. So I'm going to do that the entire. I'm going to go ahead show. and guess and say ten, five to ten cents. Five to ten cents with most of what you have there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if this the was four a st- postcards, don't even have logos on them. Yeah. Oh, no. So this is horrible. <laughs> oh no! I told you they were going to destroy your childhood. Oh man! But mass production, right? Yeah, For exactly. Me, it was. Yeah. Drabeck was a big deal. Kent Drabeck. So. Drabeck. Uh, See, yeah, don't feel don't feel bad. Our our uh, our guy, our publisher down the down the hall here, he has the same notebook with pretty much these same cards, and we tell him the same thing every day. And he tries to tell us different, but it is what it is. So we had Ozzie we had a guy Smith, on the show though, was on a TV show. You he, know, he was he was on The Simpsons too. He, yeah, he, was. he was. So that's the best episode of The Simpsons. So <laughs> yeah. you're saying the one flaw in the Beckett value. Is they don't incorporate sentimental value <laughs> in terms of their pricing. They, yeah. There we go. That's a new idea, Eric. No. They've been asking be. us for new ideas. There exactly. It is. If that's that's my sentimental Beckett. It'll be like eighty-eight tops, Ozzy Smith, twenty cents in quotations. It'll say unless you got this card right before you went on a date with someone you eventually married, mm-hmm. then two bucks. Two right. bucks. Or if you watch the the Simpsons episode more than three times. Exactly. That's a five oh, card. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. That's the Homer at the bat. It's an amazing Can episode. we talk about Ken Griffey Jr.'s head in that episode while, while it got all swollen yes, up? Yes, because he... Okay. He drinks <laughs> a magic tonic. He, he does. He does drink the tonic. I have an obsession with the Simpsons. Uh, party of a mouth. Everybody's invited. <laughs> he drank too much of the nerve There's tonic. There's some steroids right there. <laughs> the upper, upper, he there you suffered go. from gigantism. Gigantism, yes. And then, right. then Ozzy Smith disappeared into the void. In the void, yeah. Whatever, in the void, yeah. Conseco was the only one that came out unscathed, right? He was... Was was it Conseco? From the uh, no, show. Was, from was, the Simpsons Darryl show. Strawberry, <laughs> because Daryl Strawberry had Homer's position. Jose Conseco got caught getting everything out of that lady's house that was on fire. Yes, that's first right. he went to save the cat, she's like, oh, no, my washer and dryer. Yeah. Oh, man. And so he, <laughs> he just goes, kept getting what? stuff out so. Uh, so there's the guy from, it's like, Are You Better is one of our segments we do. Daryl Strawberry, is yes. the, he does the intro for it. And we have an actual recording of him saying he's better than Kevin. Got it at the Super Bowl. For, yeah. for oh, that's Super cool. Bowl. Now, again, my question is then, so these guys, they have sentimental value to mm-hmm. you. you know, is we, that a Benny Santiago? Oh, yeah. Okay, Benny, all right. You know, Santiago. <laughs> Uh, some of these guys, you know, were players back in the day. Sure. But is it because of the amount of cards yes. that yeah. were produced for them at the time? We yeah. actually just had somebody on the show recently, and we were talking about the 91 Tops baseball, and they said that there's anywhere from 3.5 million to 5 million of each card printed. What? Shut up. Are yeah. you kidding me? No. Yeah. And they were printing like three or four different factories, too, and they just... Yeah. I'm, I swear there's a warehouse somewhere we could just go and open up boxes for days like, of 91 You can still baseball. go buy 91 Pro Set football, like by the pallet. Yeah. Is that wow. is that all is all of that directly off of the like upper deck and Griffey explosion? Were there other factors at play? I think it started probably eighty seven, eighty eight. It started yeah, it there. Started then with and the tops then, was just starting to there was a pickup. I mean the people yeah. started collecting and it was kind of becoming a big deal and they just 
Kevin, mass produce it. They thought they could just, you know, keep, you know, was that? Yeah, supply and demand, and they just couldn't. They were just supplying way too much. And was it, was it Kevin there. Mass or Kevin? Kevin, Kevin Moss. Kevin, Kevin Moss, Moss, yeah. I do remember from so the Yankees. That, yes. That's like, Kevin Moss is what started it. Like, the, he, he, there was this huge, for whatever, collectors and, and card guys wanted Kevin Kevin Moss. And then it, it exploded. 89 Griffey came. And uh, that that set the collecting world upside down because that, the eighty nine upper deck had never been never been seen before. That was a set that was completely yeah, there was new. Never and, yeah. a pack more than like a dollar exactly a pack at that point, and those were definitely a few dollars a pack yeah. at the I, time. I remember describing that to my son, and he goes, "What's the big deal?" Because now, like, he likes Pokemon cards, and more and more is getting into sports cards, and he's he's used to he's used to the three, four, five dollars a pack. And so yep. when I told him. It was amazing that it was like a dollar or two a pack. He was like, I don't understand sure. what the big deal is. And I was like, dude, this was crazy when I was a kid. It was insane. It was insane. And then 91 Tops was their 40th anniversary. And I think they just tried to, boom, okay. you know, make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not so good. Wow. Not so good Not indeed. so good at all. Sorry, Corey. Your childhood is worthless. Well, but I'm still. I mean, look at the graphics. On Randy these, Johnson's on these probably a few bucks. Donruss and the 80, these 89 Donruss. I'm so the glad we have amazing. some. We're actually in front of us. We have some new cards to open. So we'll get to, sh- we'll get to show them some graphics and some. Uh, I would prefer some, Corey just go through every 89 Donruss card he has, and he was like, "Now this oh, is look, Craig B. Look, another Randy Johnson. Right that's here. a. That's two. And two. Two on two pages. I have uh, I have a number of Mark McGuire rated rookie cards too. So uh, I don't know if those have. Is it because of the steroids that they're not worth anything? Yeah, it's a, that, that's a, that plays a big part of it. It does. Oh, man, but he yeah. broke the record. On did he really though? Did, I mean, did he really? I mean, <laughs> talk to to Stanton. He didn't. You know, Stanton yeah. was going to try to break yeah. the, the real sixty two record. That's right. So that's right. What, what do you guys thought, thoughts on that? You think Stanton's going to get it? I mean. You're running out of time. Right? Yeah, right now? 57. Uh, 57, and I think he's projected at 60. So, I, I like I do think it'd be super cool if he got to 60. I realize it's not the record, but it's been sure. since I think Bond since somebody got to at least 60. Right. So I think that would be super cool. Yeah, yeah it'd be cool too. Sure. Yeah, and he's one of those guys you really you really admire, like the dude's body. For I mean, I know like, but look at him. He's a freak. Remember that thing when time I got. Remember that time when things got weird here in the studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he just passed the Brady Anderson card, so it's getting. <laughs> well, he yeah. hit the longest home run I've ever seen hit at Safeco Field. Um, when I was working for the Mariners, you two actually kicked the Marlins out of their place because they had a concert scheduled, and the Marlins, the Marlins, uh, they just couldn't find it. it was, they were contractually obligated to let you two play there. And uh, it was a poor scheduling thing on the Marlins' fault on the Marlins' part. So they had a series with the Mariners that were supposed to play be played in Miami. They kicked them out, and they played the home series uh, for the Marlins in Safeco. Really? And he hit a ball that I mean, you guys ever been to Safeco? You ever? I've not. I've not been no. up there. Yet. So like, that's like death to fly balls out there. It, yeah. Nothing gets out right. He crushed the ball. It almost got it out of the stadium. It was. It's pretty nice. He was a. Uh, oh, look at Greg, Greg Olson. Olson Auburn chilling uniform. there. Oh, hold on. Where is he? Oh, right, he's on the next page. Yeah. Greg Olson. Oh, Greg Jeffries. Yep. Okay, so as long as we're talking about, he's a pitcher, right? Yeah. yeah he about was. pitchers who never made it. I have had several conversations over the past couple of years about Bryn Taylor. For the Bryant, uh, oh, for, for the, the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, for the Yankees. Man, I remember when he was going to like change the way pitching yep. happened, and he was the first one point five million dollar. Signing bonus, something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah and he earned all of no, not, none of that. None of that. Not, he he none ended up in jail, no. didn't he? Yeah. I think he did. Yeah, yes, he did. it was. Uh, he it was a sad situation. Speaking of pitchers that never make it, uh, if you turn your head there, there's a picture of Todd Van Poppel autographed by Nolan Ryan. Yeah, and Todd Van Poppel. Uh, that is a whole bunch of disappointment in that picture right there. He was the second coming of Nolan, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, Texas kid, he threw fast, he struck people out. Yeah. And we all wanted him to play for the Rangers. Yeah. yeah. He just he really did strike out in life though with, <laughs> with, his, with his playing career. That's for sure. Most, <laughs> so. most of the guys in that in that uh, book that I have though, the only reason I really cared about them was because of how awesome they were were in RBI baseball. Okay. All right. On the Nintendo. Sure. Okay. I was sure. really good at hitting the home run with like Andre Dawson and stuff like all right. that. So. Okay. Yeah, I loved uh, King Griffey Jr. baseball on was it the Super NES? They didn't. They, he didn't have licenses on it. 
<laughs> so Griffey Jr. was the only player with Griffey Jr. Right? Uh, Fred McGriff was Crime Dog, and I remember that. Oh that yes. Was, yeah. But uh, all the, all the guys like Sid Bream was. He, I, I think he had a wooden leg. I really think he did. <laughs> so, uh, that was always fun. Mine was bases loaded back oh, on the yeah, original yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. I loved, loved that game. I like the regular baseball where they had the fat guys. The fat guys, yeah. yeah. They were just regular. The same, that same fat guy is the goalie in the, in, in the, in the hockey, hockey game. Hockey. Yeah. Yes. That was the bomb, man. Well, what was your strategy in ice hockey? Would you mix it up or would you get all fat people so you could have an enforcer team or all skinny people so you could skate no, faster I do one skinny, everybody. three fat. One skinny, three fat. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I just went all fat. One, yeah, three skinny, I mean, one, clearly. One I, I think right now we're we're a good representation we of, a that good representation of that hockey team. That means we are. you're the skinny person, Corey. How exciting is that? Or you'd be the all fat. No. Oh, okay. that's awesome. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back and we're going to talk about uh, your guys's collecting habits. Obviously, you're up here at Becker for a reason, and then we'll talk a little bit a little, little bit about your radio show. Is that cool? Yeah. All right, we'll, t- we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? This is Chris, Chief Brake Officer here at Top Shelf Brakes, and you are listening to the Fat Pack, Eric and Paul, on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we are back. Segment two, rolling along. Uh, we just did a couple of uh, Facebook Live videos, one on the KNC Masterpieces uh, Facebook page, one on our Facebook page. Hope you check those out. A couple of different breaks. Uh, WWE Divas. Divas, man. Thank you, Tops and uh, Susan. Uh Sue's Sue's on sports. Susie, Love Sue's. She's awesome. Susan. Yeah, don't call her Susan. Yeah, don't do that. Susan. But she's a ama- she is amazing. She's a lot of fun to work with. And then uh, 2017 absolute football from Panini. And uh, there might be a little hatred in the room. A little little there sass going yeah, on. We have a little competition. Mm, yeah. There's three packs. So they each, you know, Corey and Kevin each got to open one, and right. whoever got the best pack got to open the second one. Right. And Corey killed it. Corey. So and, and I lost badly. And I lost. And Kevin very needed badly. a tissue. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, we're all right. We're, it's all about your skills. Yeah, you, know, you gotta really know uh, how to have a good feel for this. this you game. couldn't you, even open you the pack. You handled so well that your new nickname is Butter. So I, may have, dropped, I may have dropped two packs and uh, an Alexa Bliss card. So. That last one's understandable. <laughs> he was shaking as it was coming. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, I heard a thud. Oh my god! Was, god. <laughs> was awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> It's a family podcast. Come on. Game over. Game over. Uh, All right. Let's talk about your guys' show, man. Uh, So... Well, let's, let's let's actually let's go back organically. Uh, we we had Troy on like last year, late last year. Yeah, late last year he came in and he did the whole. And he sat and down and, and he came in and he was all Troy all the time, right? You, you guys know how Troy is. He's awesome. Oh, sure. though. I love him though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I reached back out to him trying to get him and uh, skin, uh, yeah, skin on. Never heard back from Skin, but Kevin jumps in and said, "Hey, we'll come." And I was like. Hey, all right, let's do this. And uh, now you guys are here. But let's tell tell our listeners about your show. I love it. It's the only live and local radio show uh, in the seven o'clock hour here in the DFW area. But uh, tell us a little bit about it. How you guys got started in radio and uh, where you're at now? Yeah, actually, Troy's been nemesis, by the way. I just wanted to point because he's, yeah, he's still never paid off the wheel. Sure. He's really? never paid off the will? Yeah, and he was supposed to, and it was one day he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. So somebody else had to take the fall for him, mm. so we've been gunning for him for a while. Yeah. It's going to happen. He knows um, we oh. have, uh, speaking of the will, we have talked about the will being installed here at the oh. office if we don't make enough price changes or stuff like that. So, sure. So. I Look, I'm sure there's plenty of collectors who support that. They're yes. like, come on, man. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, we actually, the genesis of the show started, believe it or not, at a newspaper. Okay. Is we worked at Star Local Media. It's a collection of local papers like Plano, Allen, McKinney, Southlake, Flyer, Louisville, Colony, Carrollton, all across the DFW. And we were really frustrated at our company's lack of interest interest in change and cutting edge things on the website okay and so we asked for all these things we can relate to that. yeah sure uh, whoa and so we were at least ours we don't work there anymore no, you should probably be careful and so we they were, don't listen it's oh, cool. okay this is, this is why I sure say cutting edge so we were really disappointed with their lack of ability to evolve with the time shocking for newspaper people i know and so we just came up with doing these like sort of video blogs that we would post like twice a week and they really started to catch fire in part because i think people were surprised like 
we would do them after Friday night football. And so if you've, you know, not only was it after the games, it was after we laid out all the papers. And so we wouldn't be lining these up until two or three in the morning. And so people would ask us, they're like, are you really doing that at three in the morning? I said, oh, yeah, Yeah. it's really happening. And so shots at the morning news. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Because we're like, we're better than the morning news. Yeah. Yeah. At the bar. (laughs) And so. Del Hansen just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like back in the day, if y'all were taking down tough stuff or whatever, you know. Right. And so, and and so we uh, and so we were just like it was a creative outlet for us. Like we can say we tried, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Corey started telling me he was like, "Hey, I was at this game, or I was at the school, and like people started stopping me and asking me about the videos." And I was like, "Oh my god, that happened to me too!" And then the moment where I really knew that we were we were onto something, it was the state semifinals and Plano senior was playing and I had picked against them. I did a video by myself and okay. I held up a picture, a cut out of his head. Oh, nice. And the entire video, I just, I laid out the way I thought Plano was going to do. And then I said, now remember Plano, this guy picked against you. Ah. Just remember he's picking Trinity mm. and you went up to Texas For stadium. The record, <laughs> Trinity won that game. But yeah, it was, I was walking down the steps at Texas stadium on the Plano side to get down to the field and talk to some people. And everyone started going, Hey, aren't you on the wrong side? Ah. Boo. I was like, the hell's happening. And then I also thought, Ooh, we got a hit on our hands here. And nice. so, that, that was kind of where it started, and then it really propelled as Corey was doing, you know, internships at radio stations, and he got a sit-down with our assistant uh, program director, Tim Collins, and he said, hey, what do you want to do? And Corey was like, I want to be on air. Yeah, no, we, I didn't know if they wanted me to push buttons or what. I just got out of college and right. had another kid on the way, and I was like, man, I just need some work. And uh, they said, yeah, well, we were thinking about having you do radio. And I was like, what? Nice. And then uh, they said, do you want to work with uh, Mike Fisher or Jeff Cavanaugh? And I said, well, you should watch these videos that me and my buddy did. Okay. And so I just I sent them all the links that we had from the videos. And they, uh, Tim brought me back in and kind of laughed and said, uh, he said, yeah, his, his voice, you know, he's, he, he just smiled. He said, you guys have, a, have something going on. So we're going to give you all. One or we're gonna give you three, three weekend shows. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna give you three chances, and okay. if you're any good, we'll keep you around. And after the first one, we uh, we sat down with the big boss, and, okay. uh, and he. You got nervous when they called us in after the first one, right? Because oh, yeah. I was like, oh my god, either they <laughs> loved it or they hated it more than anything that's ever happened. <laughs> and, you know, we didn't really have, you know, we didn't understand format or anything right, like that. Right. We were just going in there, just being us, you sure. know, just doing a show. And the the boss said, we like what you guys did. Uh, y'all had Roger Staubach on as your first guest. How did you do that? And we were like, don't worry about that. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden they said, well, you guys are going to fill out our weekend rotation. And from there on, we just said yes to everything else. Okay. And the bosses kept giving us chances. And we didn't screw up too bad. So... Sweet. Debatable. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, and, and I remember, you know, Chris Arnold, when he got absorbed with the g-bag nation there was a spot open on saturday mm-hmm. and we immediately went to them and they're like hey give us a saturday show too sure. so then we had two shows a week which just kind of stretched you know stretched the legs out a little bit more and like Corey said we would fill in at any point possible even though we were both working other jobs mm-hmm. so like there were times where i'm sure both of us were kind of miserable because you'd go straight from job a to job b sure. to maybe sleep to hopefully see your kids back to job a job be but you know when the time came it it was all worth it It just there were times along the way where you're like i like parts of this but i'm not the happiest person in the world at the moment so the uh the you know we always talk about the show sounding like a couple guys at a bar yeah colby's with us so it really sounds like a bar but uh (laughs) the 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 thing for me like the original knc started in a cubicle Uh, it was him sitting next to me and we'd be writing stories, typing up, and all of a sudden I'd say, Kevin, what do you think about this? And we had two guys that sat across from us that weren't, they were designers. Victor and, and George. Yeah, and they would just crack up at the stuff we were saying. And so that's where it, what it all boils back to is those days when we were sitting there, we still, we built everything on that, and we didn't even know what we were doing at the time. That's awesome, man, because the guy that sits across from us, he just shuts the door when we yeah. start talking. So. <laughs> he starts talking. We yeah. start talking, he shuts the door. He shuts the door. Does he have a podcast? No, no he doesn't. Hey, 
Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I say so to that. Jealous. I'm pretty sure he hates life as it is anyway. So. Well, <laughs> we, we make frequent jokes. There are people in our business that hate life. Go catch up with the Rangers beat reporters at some point. Oh, should I not have no, said that? They all do. Some They're of them so hate life. Oh, they don't man. listen to this to their show either. <laughs> okay. so yeah, we'll be fine. Let's just start. Give us a list of people who don't listen. We'll just start firing shots at everybody. Gavin Dawson. No. I like the general, except for when he voted us off the station. Yeah, he, so, yeah. he voted us out of there for some I, reason. I used to love those uh, the commercials. I'm, I'm Gavin Dawson, the general of the G-Bag Nation. He just rolled right into the general. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was so awesome. The, and he has brought back one of these commercials. I love it when he would go, at ease. At ease. That always <laughs> amuses me. It really does. And by the way, Flagtober is uh really kicks off in earnest we brought you guys a flag as well on saturday if you go to our facebook page the knc masterpiece with an ampersand we'll post up the schedule for saturday they're going to be all over the metroplex handing out flags because we always get questions at the end of the month hey can you help me get a flag and i'm like Mm -hmm. no they're all gone so (laughs) this saturday Ah. they'll be all across the metroplex hitting up a bunch of twin peaks and stuff like that if you want to get a flag they will have them out there speaking of saturday um Saturday is National Podcast Day, Paul. It is. It is National Podcast Day. Um, And that is also the day of the 2017 People's Choice Podcast Award ceremony, which you and I are uh, nominated in the Games and Hobby. We are. uh, Gaming and Hobbies category. So uh, we, we don't know if we won yet. We don't know. We made that awesome video. We did. We had to make our acceptance speech. <laughs> we had to make an already, acceptance speech funny. video. Really? Yeah. So, because uh, we're not going to be at the yeah, at the, at the, at the thing. So they won't have something to play. If, if Let's speculate now. If you yeah. lost, what would you like to say if you lost? If what I would you lost, like you know what? Out? I, honestly, I'll call out our boss for yeah. shutting the door on us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. If I lost, I would call out that stupid D and D podcast that's going to win probably. So, like Dungeons and Dragons. Like Dungeons and Dra- you. Uh, let, let me let me tell you something. Uh, being around geeks and nerds uh, most of our, my life, you can never underestimate the power of geeks and nerds when they well, all pull together. Mm-hmm. And Dungeons and Dragons is a real thing. It's it's There's scary. Nothing <laughs> like being an elf that can turn into a squirrel. Yeah, that's right. Would you like me to it's give just, you a preview of sure. their winning speech? Of if course, they won? please. Yeah. Excelsior! <laughs> I would like to thank my plus five mace for leaving me to victory. That's exactly. what their speech is going to be. Exactly. Not as good as exactly. Yeah. yeah awesome. So uh, we will find out Saturday if we won or not. But I just wanted to thank all of our fans for listening and getting us nominated. Yep, uh, yep. We got nominated on the on your backs, so that was really cool of you guys. Yeah, that's that's some heavy. <laughs> they got some strong backs. <laughs> they got some strong backs supporting us. So. Bone density. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like it was like five of them and Nia Jax. They were all carrying us. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right, nice. Nia Jax carry She oh, could. Yeah. She could. Sp- never mind. Uh, uh, what? There we go. We there we go. Yeah, we do. Uh, all right, let's talk about your collecting habits, man. Because uh, we talked about a. Uh, uh, Corey's cards as he went through them and we disappointed him and I'm sorry. I'm still I'm still in disbelief by what happened, but I feel like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on waiting. So uh, my grandfather always said that he gave up on his cards too soon. And sure, he threw them away. And yeah, sure, like oh. grandpa, and he's like, I know I had a Ty Cobb, and I'm like, what? Uh, so they're gone. So what what about you, Kevin? What are you, what are you doing with cards? You you said earlier you like the more modern stuff. Are you buying cards on a regular basis or? Yeah. So the um. So I was, you know, when I was younger and actually all the way through into college, I was really big into cards. And if you're like ever lived in Garland or Richardson, I'm probably about to shout out some places that you knew is I lived maybe a mile down the street from a place called Byright Cards. Okay. And so I would always walk down there and then over by the old Richardson Square Mall, there was Bob's. Mm-hmm. And then right across from where I went to the school, North Garland, there was Mega Cards Mega. where my friend Kevin Croy worked. Shout out to him and his wife, Katie. Is that where you got arrested? <laughs> wow. Damn, <laughs> shots, shots fired. Well, <laughs> is it is it is it is no, okay. but I guess we might as well tell that story. <laughs> no, don't do it. So, do it. look, I might have loved cards a little too much. Okay, oh, I have to ask for forgiveness from the yeah. yeah well, but the one story. Not Did you the, ever write the P? Not the other story. <laughs> no. So there was a there was a Tom Thumb. <laughs> 
in Garland where, you know, like it used to be more prevalent. Now you see it a lot at like Target and Walmart where they'll, they'll sell cards and everything. Yeah, yeah. But it used to be a lot more prevalent at the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And so me and one of my friends who will remain nameless, he knows who he is, is we made poor decisions when I was a kid. All mm-hmm. right. We might have stolen. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. I apologize. I was like 12. So okay. I'm a better person now. Sure. More or less. And we stole a a junk era box. Junk era box. It, it right. was a it was a jumbo Donruss baseball box. Okay. All right. And we got away with it. Mm-hmm. Which of course the, the the key trait of a thief who goes down in flames is you get greedy. Mm, so exactly. like the next day or two days later, we went back and attempted to literally do the exact same thing. Uh. We got caught. And I got in trouble and they called the cops and everything. And I had to go sit in the juvenile holding cell and everything like that. And where Bubba is still real. Yeah, it was, <laughs> dude, it was, it was like a real, it was a real wake up call too. Cause it's kind of one of those things where like at the time I never thought anything positive would happen. Like I was sitting in the little room and I was like, Oh my God, I hope my mom is just like, doesn't come to pick me up. I'd rather just stay <laughs> just in sure. this room forever. <laughs> But I guess at the time, and at the time, it turned out to be good for the trajectory sure. of my life because I realized, hey, like you can have nice things, but you have to get in a position to get those nice things, sure. not just take those right. nice things. So, luckily, I got on the straight and narrow after that, and I was really a big collector across the board. And last year, um, I just moved into a new house, and so in in the guest bedroom, the closet has all of my cards okay and so we did what me and my son called the card pit Mm. and so every couple of days we would go in there and we would take out a couple of like the common boxes you know we've all got like maybe you've got boxes for your sets you've got where you keep all your good cards and you've got the common boxes and so we were going through and basically i would let him take any cards that he thought were really cool to which we found a, a I know people hate this set. I think they're so wrong. 95 Studio Baseball is the the credit card set. (laughs) I know. I know everybody hates it. I think it's underrated. And if I can find a box of that out there, I'm going to purchase it. You best believe that. All right. It should be $3. But yeah. And so we were going through and he, he loved it because he had never seen you know, he'd never seen Action Packed, and he had, oh, okay. he had never seen like the older top fi- tops finest, and so he found so many cards that he just thought were the coolest. We we found some acetate cards. And okay, he, there were so many that he was like, "This is the coolest thing ever." And the coolest thing ever for me is I found a 2000 Bowman Tom Brady rookie oh. in the common oh. box. Okay, to which I was like, "The hell were you thinking?" And I was like. Oh, yeah, because who was Tom Brady when this came out? Like, it's true. He's a junker rookie. Put him in the common box. And so right. I was thrilled to discover that that was sure. in the box immediately. Through two or $300 fine. Oh, yeah. Threw yeah. that in the top loader, and I was very happy about that. But so that really sparked because before that, you know, he was a kid. And I know Avery, your oldest son, is more on the track of Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. And so that was the track of my son. But after last summer – then he became super into sports cards. And mm-hmm. so when I say go through the common boxes, I have more than 100,000 cards wow. at the house. And so I like I was all about, you know, all sports back in the day. Okay. You know, I, I would I would be really down with upper deck hockey. I saw somebody else packs with the uh, the Fleer Flare, yep. which I was yep. I was really I don't know how history remembers Fleer Flare. But back in the day, I was. <laughs> I was pretty I was pretty high on that, but I remember the it's, first it's still a brand actually. It is a brand. Is it, yeah. Did it go away for a while though or um, it did go away for a little bit, but those were one of the first cards that came out that had the thickness to it. Oh, absolutely. You know, like the, the yeah, consistent yeah. thickness to Which, it. Which so. on the flip side I don't like cuz it was a whole new a need for a whole new set of top loaders. Yeah, it didn't fit in the pages. Really yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so I I would I would collect anything and everything now. You know, I, I, I'm not as much hockey anymore. And then we end up collecting a lot of basketball because that's my son's sure. favorite sport. But, yeah, when I when I was growing up in, you know, that first set of Upper Deck Hockey came out, it was all about that, even the French edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, uh, yo, absolutely, man. And and it was, yep. it was great because I was able to find, with the exception of KNC Masterpiece, maybe the best job I ever had was a card sorter at Byright in Garland. Okay. And so, you know, like we've been opening up and 
you know, he had so much product that had been opened, but he needed to be sorted so he could sell sets or whatever. And so it was the greatest deal ever, and I'll never forget this. He would let me take, you know, eight, ten boxes home with me that Uh they had opened and people had been doing break and all that stuff. And he would give me $4 a box and uh, $4 in trade per box that I sorted. Okay. And so I'm a kid. I'm in like middle school and I can take these boxes home and over the span of two days earn $40 in trade. That was the greatest thing ever. I can't make that kind of money babysitting or whatever. And so not only that, I felt like I was on the cutting edge of all things collectibles because I got to see everything new, especially stuff I could never afford because mm-hmm. right. I was a kid. Sure. But uh yeah, it was the most fun job ever because I got to see all the new cards. And when I would make sets, I would be like, can I have one of those sets? And he was like, sure, I'll give it to you for $15 in trade. And I was like, oh, what a deal. Yeah. And so uh, that was Did you the... make sure to like stack that set with all the good stuff while you're making it too? Oh, I'll just take that mm-hmm. one right there. Yeah. I was like, this is the <laughs> we know it's past. <laughs> yeah. It's possible they all didn't Man. quite make it back to the shop. Clearly he didn't know my past or else he would have been like, oh, that wasn't on your resume at 12. I Very question. <laughs> I know my mom's going to hear this and be like, those records are sealed. I'm like, it's already out there, mom. I've talked about this before. But uh, but yeah, and so, you know, once I started to get into college, it dissipated for a while, but it really came back strong as, as an adult because now you have more of the, like, financial means mm-hmm. sometimes to match up with – because that was the really frustrating thing when I was in college is – there were things I wanted that were no longer achievable because sure. you needed to do all this stuff. And so I think that's what led it to dissipate a little bit. And so now it's been it's been great because I get to kind of live the best of both worlds. I get to do more modern stuff with the kiddo mm-hmm. because he freaking loves it. And then I've told you guys my nostalgia one. I also, for, the, for my birthday, I hit up eBay and bought a box of 90 action-packed rookie update okay. and a 91 action-packed rookie update box and it nice. was it was so much fun because i loved those action-packed cards those were cool and, and they're not that expensive you no, know i think i got both boxes were like 65 bucks total sure and so it was a I still f- got brett Favre's rookie in yes it and, like, yeah. and, and the emmett one the yep, 90 box one. gave yep. me three emmett smith rookies and i was unreasonably excited <laughs> about that but so it's that's the one thing I love about collecting is you can still like for a reasonable price have a lot of fun and mm-hmm. for me able to now build memories with my kiddo because he's got his own you know shoe boxes Perfect. and he's got his own he's got his own book just like Corey does sure and he sets it up the way he wants to set it up nice. and listen Will Clark page yeah well not <laughs> quite but he does have his Jimmy Butler page mm-hmm. which yeah. that's my son's favorite player okay. and uh, but you'll see him set it up and he'll go. Well, I put it like this because, and I'm thinking in my head, you don't need to explain. Sure. I was a kid, sure. I, I, and you're my kid. I right. was like, we think a lot alike. And right. so it's super cool getting to the next generation and watching him. And he doesn't have to explain things. Like, he doesn't have to explain insert card ratios. I was right. like, no, I understand. Like, this was all I cared about. And so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I saw you. I watched you the whole time as he told that story, and you're like, what a nerd. <laughs> There's no question. There's well, no see, question. My situation with my kids is uh, I just try to keep them. They collect Pokemon cards. Sure. And I just try to keep them from threatening to tear each other's Pokemon oh, cards okay. because oh. they hate each other for okay. a few moments. That's, yeah. So that's my situation. I'm like, I just spent $24 on those cards. Do not do that right now. Right. Because they're like, oh, yeah, you tore mine. I'm tearing yours. And I'm like, that's a whole thing. They just went away. So just, your kids are assholes is what yes. you're saying. Oh, <laughs> just wait. When they get into the realm of the booster box, we're talking 90 bucks right there. Yeah. So 140 Yeah. Oh, man. It was not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, I got my son a Pokemon booster box mm-hmm. and because he was 10 and I think that was right about the age I actually might have been like eight when I got my first box that I can ever remember from my mom at Christmas it was and it was the crown jewel at the time it was the 89 upper deck box oh, like in case you're wondering exactly how old I am I feel like right. I'm giving you a lot of hints about you are. Uh, yeah you and so He's I, 38 yeah <laughs> and so but that was like I was so happy, and that was the first box of cards I ever got. And so being able to watch him go through it, mm-hmm. it was just like that's something that on the surface I looked at the Pokemon box for ninety bucks, and I was like, "Come on, man!" But then when you go through it, and like you can remember your own mm-hmm. things, it's right. 
so worth it. Yeah, my kid wanted to do his first videos, and you know he's oh, okay. sitting there doing the. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this! And he's freaking out, and mm-hmm. hey, hit me in the comments, and I'm like, oh my god, where did this? Go? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah, he's so savvy yeah, already. He did a great job on it. So uh, you know, that's my favorite part is watching them and experience that, and you know, they watch the videos, and they're like, I want to go do that. So that's what that's what I really enjoy. With we should have them come up here, and they could be like guests on the next Blockbusters. Yeah, we do that, yeah. no problem. Yeah, they'd freak out. No question, and I know you know this, and I told you when we were. Uh, DMing back and forth that sounds shady it is um, is I, I was like expressing how excited I was but I didn't think I was expressing it enough I was like I don't think you get how unreasonably excited I am about this and when you were like yeah we'll get you something here and there and, and I said I will literally take anything that I can sure. I can home with me because this is like and it's funny because you always knew that Beckett was like based in Dallas sure. but again yeah. when I was growing up I don't know that you can sometimes go to places and mm-hmm. sometimes not. And so the idea that I could actually come here sure. was, that was tremendous. You know, uh, we the same feeling I had because I've yeah. lived in Maryland my whole life and just moved here three years ago and we live in Midlothian now. And yeah, I didn't really, I mean, I realized it was in Dallas, yeah. but then like when I actually found out they were hiring, I was like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. Can how can there. that be? Yeah. yeah. How can that be? We, it's something that we've talked about a couple of times on the show, but like, I don't want to say that we're jaded, but we've worked here for, you know, couple years now and you know we see this stuff every day but when guys like yourselves come in or people who contact us through facebook we're like hey can i come drop a card off and then they get in here and their jaws drop it's it's funny to relive that moment with them because it's uh it's really something special if you if you did this as a kid so oh yeah Mm -hmm. well would you say our version is spring training then yeah because the last three years we've been to spring training and even this past year you get there and you you kind of stop for a second and you look at that sign and mm-hmm. it says the Texas Rangers welcome you to spring training. And sure. You're like, holy crap. Yeah. I'm here Weird. at spring training to cover the team that's on my station because it's my job that I draw salary for. Right, right, <laughs> right. What the hell is going on right now? And you take a breath and it's it's you you get jaded to certain things but then there's moments like that where i'm like nope yeah, yeah. always gonna be awesome it's yeah. always gonna be awesome yeah, my like, wife still doesn't think i get she still questions my paycheck all the time yeah <laughs> which, is like, which i think is fair and sometimes yeah. do you guys ever feel bad describing your job because i've told Corey sometimes i feel bad when people are like you're the coolest job ever and you're like yeah it is. Yeah. yeah, like I'm sorry if I'm making you yeah. jealous, but it's the best and we get paid. I feel I feel horrible for my wife. Uh love you baby. She she's a stay-at-home mom, right? And we have a a 10-month-old son. She is just going through the ringer right now and she's like what did you do today at work? I'm like, oh, I did this, and I talked to this person. I did this, you know, I saw this, and then she's like, oh, I changed diapers all day, and oh, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. I opened three boxes of cards on camera. We shot two podcasts, yeah. and got to meet some guys on the radio. Yeah. That was yeah. your day, honey. And the other thing, I, I I don't hate it, but it happens from time to time, and it is a little uncomfortable. Uh, the kids' birthday party. You guys have kids, so yeah. uh, being at a kids' birthday party. Oh, oh, you do what for a living? Mm. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that because you're going to ask me a million questions about your card collections and they're all going to be like Corey's. Spoiler alert, like, <laughs> it's worth nothing. I, it's funny that you say that. I don't know if you've ever seen this, Corey, but I have been, and I was telling him to take the kids out to uh, Triple Play out in Plano, sure, which yeah. is a very solid uh, card store to go to, is if you're ever in the card store when someone brings in your collection, mm-hmm. brings in their collection, and, and you see a page or two, and you're like, "Oh, this yeah. is gonna be bad." And like they ex- they explain to them nicely that they're not worth a lot, but then the person comes back and they're like, "All right, but like, what can I get for it?" And sure. I'm like, "He's not gonna give you anything. Yeah, He's got nothing. too many of those cards as it is. Think he doesn't need another '89 Griffey rookie." Yeah, and they always <laughs> think they know more than you. Yeah, you that, know, they, like, I, we saw this. Uh, that happened recently with Pawn. I'm sorry to cut you off, buddy. Yeah. Uh, on Pawn Stars, there was an uh, episode recently with Pawn Stars with our guy Steve Grad on it. Um, there was a Pokemon collection. A guy bought in a Pokemon collection. It was like $150,000 or something like that. So, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. So, like, that episode aired. The next day, our grading room got so many calls from people who had Pokemon cards who thought that they were worth $150,000. Uh, <laughs> Condition the, the stuff yeah. that was run on Pawn Stars was obviously like pristine and, yeah. and put the you know the stuff people were calling us about were just like folded in half. Yeah, and, and just bad stuff. Like that they had the, the condition is something that they don't 
understand a yeah, lot, yeah, and yeah. it's something that's like you. You brought in two cards, and uh, we got a couple cards graded for you. They came back nines. I guarantee you that. I mean, I'm, they were from your son, and I mean, he's just going to be thrilled. Oh yeah. But like before, a, a, I don't want to c- call your kid an idiot, but he's not. But before a smart, Sometimes. a smart Pokemon collector or a Magic guy brings those cards in. He's really looking at him. He's he's got like printouts of the of the dots on the on the card, and, you know, and the centering and stuff. These Pokemon is huge money. Yeah. Magic the Gathering is huge money. It was it's stuff that you would be like they they made how much you know it's just it's ridiculous. The thing and that my kids are tearing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at all. Exactly. Well, and the the thing I will tell you about him, and maybe it's just the age, or hopefully this is just the way he is, is he did not pick those cards because he said they're most likely to be graded gem mint. Sure. He said, I love this break card, uh-huh. and I would like for it to be graded, and then he thought his Japanese card that he brought in was super cool, and he goes, it would be so cool to have these graded. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, I hope it's a 10. Right. He just goes, it would be awesome. That's yeah. cool. There's a lawyer. What's that guy's name? Leon? Leo? What's his name? Pokemon. The lawyer, the Pokemon guy on YouTube. That's from that's oh, from the DFW I don't, area. I, don't know his name. I think it's Leo. Yeah, he's he he was a lawyer, like a a successful lawyer, and quit his job, and deals strictly in Pokemon now. <laughs> really, uh, it's like two million. <laughs> and he has like two million followers on on YouTube. Oh. Um, all he does is deal with Pokemon. He's gonna be at the uh, DFW fan days over at the Irving Convention Center as a cosplayer there uh, the whole weekend, but. Dude is legit, and all he does is play with Pokemon cards. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Corey's like, why do I work in radio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> being able to do what you love for a living, that's, <laughs> that's the dream. So it's um, there's like that whole side of collecting where we Paul and I talk about it a lot, but it cards have really become investment pieces now. And for, for you know, where you play in, play in the stock market, play with gold bonds and stuff like that, It cards are there, and it, it's doing that. It's really cool. That. Yeah. That was one of the things we talked off air about the digital cards. Yeah, and yeah. I guess that's the, I, I see the pro, especially if you're the seller, I see the right. pro to it. But I also see the con because that sounds very like mm-hmm. stock market-esque. And going back to what I talked about just a minute ago, that's why I loved my 90 and 91 action-packed yep. update boxes. Because like, I, I'm not saying $65 is nothing because like 65 bucks is 65 bucks. But sure. compared to like you're talking about the Aaron Judge Chrome or anything right, like right. that, like that is absolutely nothing. And I could open it just and enjoy. Sure. And I was like, ooh, I made a complete set. Or I got an extra Evan Smith rookie. And it was just, right. it was something enjoyable for me. And I think that's why I've enjoyed part of my nostalgia trip because there's not the investment style pressure sure i'm getting things that i was like i want this because this is what i remember and so that's why i go after as opposed to the up and downs of which is refreshing because we don't find people like that very often in this industry it's all about the the big buck what what can i make on a box and try to get that 500 hundred dollar card and if they don't get it then they buy another hundred dollar box and they just keep going until they get something that what was that the was that product that came out late last year from tops it was twenty thousand dollars a box oh the the dynasty no the d it would not no it wasn't dynasty it was was, no, it wasn't Donruss. No, it wasn't Donruss. <laughs> Tops oh, came out with a product. That's basically a thing. That's a good guess. <laughs> Tops came out with a product. It was $27,000, and you got a briefcase. And they only made 52 of them? Yeah, 52 of them. And didn't they sell out? Like, yeah, it, it sold out. They did sell out. out. And um, basically, there was like 52 autographs in there, and then they got some, some printing plates sure. and some one-of-ones or sure. whatever. But people literally spent that much on one box briefcase, card. basically, yep. of cards. Now, the only cool thing in there was it had a VIP ticket to the Tops exclusive party. With Chris, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant was yeah. going to be there, so you got to meet oh, Chris Bryant. Oh, okay. But again, 27000 I don't know if I want to meet him $27,000. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I had to really sit down and think over before I bought that score 89 box. Sure. And I found it for, like, $205, and I had to pounce because that was, like, really cheap. But that is cheap. I put yeah. a lot of thought into it before that, and so – I'm not prepared to make that type of investment, but and that goes back to like how we all started. It's it's a, like a hobby, sure, for right? Fun, right? That's how I prefer to look at it. And I, sorry if I offend any no, of your listeners who do not feel that way, but that's the way I view it now. Is it's the way it should be viewed. Yeah. Let's be honest. One of the uh, one of the cool things I thought my nephews did was uh, they live in Memphis, and they when they would collect any kind of card, they would get immediately they would write whoever it was 
that they got their their card, they'd write him a letter. Yes, and uh, he would write letters. They'd sure. always get Great. letters back. Yeah, Great and idea. they they really enjoyed that part of the process because like David Robinson, you could see hand wrote a letter back to him, and he just so he That's had awesome. that attachment. And I've talked to Kevin about that before. For me, an autograph is all about the moment you share at yeah. that. Like, how did you get that autograph? Right. And I always enjoy that experience is more than I do. I understand you know people do it finance for for money and investments mm-hmm. and everything, but. Like if I get an autograph, Roger Staubach, if he autographs a ball for you, you have to go out on a pass and he'll ah, throw you the ball. Okay. And like how cool is that Sweet. to catch a pass from oh, Roger Staubach? Cool. Sweet. Yeah. That's signing, the best. Yeah. He had a signing with Peyton Manning up in Denver. Uh, mm-hmm. So him and Peyton Manning were doing a business thing in Denver, and they bring out a bunch of balls, and he and Peyton Manning sign them on the stage and then throw them into the into the Sweet. area. So that's just one of those cool things. I really enjoy the, that that part of the uh, going and getting a, a, a collectible, a memorabilia, is meeting the person, trying to get something out of them, and, and, and that part of it. That's always cool for me. Two things. He mentioned Memphis. He did. Um, remember when we opened the Sage Hit? Yes. And uh, we got two of the kicker from Memphis? Yes. Do you know who that is? No. It's the kicker from Philadelphia that made the 61-yard field goal oh, the other day. Oh, oh, I am the only man in the world with a <laughs> PC that's yeah. over like, at my gonna, desk right this now. He's like, I'm going to collect this guy forever. And I'm yes. like, all right, I'm rocking it. Yeah, like, whatever, dude. I don't even know who he's uh, the kicker. Roger Staubach, that's a cool story. Does he still play his uh, – I don't I, he's probably, he I don't, still play. I don't want to say he's too old, but does he still play his, like, the day after Thanksgiving game, like the pickup football game? Um, does he do that? No, I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think so either. But I knew he did for a while. He could. Yeah, yeah. He probably no, could. Don't yeah. you dare say that he's too old for Redskins fan. You know he when, could still do it. You know when the, after the Rangers went to the World Series and he was like the first, and they lost, yeah, I remember. The first pitch out Jeez, for him next on. year? This is a cool story. Okay. <laughs> uh, he he walks out onto the to the mound and Nolan Ryan kind of grabs him and starts to push him like towards the front of the mound. Sure. And he kind of looks at Nolan like, no, I got this. And he walks up to the to the to the rubber and he throws a he throws a dart in from the rubber. Right. Wow. And and I was sitting there going, yeah, because he brought in a mound and had it put in his backyard for like two weeks before that. Yeah. That was no yeah, he way. actually he really did. did yeah. Oh, so that was what funny. he wanted. He wanted to, he's so competitive. He did, wanted it to look like that. Did you watch the football life on Stallback? Yeah. That was really great. Yeah. It was really good. I haven't seen the one on Emmett yet, but I'm going to check that one out. That was on what last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Sorry, you don't watch TV, Paul. <laughs> what? No, not really. Paul, Paul's got he Paul's got an excuse. He's got kids. I mean, he's got like three kids, and they're all they're all seven, eight and under. Yeah, eight and under. So he's got his hands full all the time. He he really doesn't have time. So you know it's Fair it's enough. it's understandable. Yeah. Um, like pick a movie he hasn't seen it. I promise you. Unless it's Disney related. <laughs> yeah, unless it's yeah, Disney related. I know exactly what he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, Corey watches movies in stages, and yeah. it's like I'll ask him if he's seen a movie, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, it's coming on HBO in yeah. a couple weeks, and then he'll go, all right. So I got through about a third of it. Okay. And so he'll watch it over the span of three days. And yeah. This is madness. It takes me time to watch movies. Yeah. I understand. Completely understand. All right, guys. We're going to take another quick break, and we're going to come back on the other end of this with uh, Beckett Whatevs. You guys want to hang out and talk about a little bit of whatever we want to talk about? Sure. Sure. Let's awesome. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Scott Schwartz from the movie The Toy and A Christmas Story, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. I uh, want to mention, mention to you, of course, we are brought to you by uh, Top Shelf Breaks. They are having Gridiron Week this week, man. They have a lot of cool stuff. But most importantly, they are giving away a box of 2015 Tops Field Access with, uh, with your boy's uh, logo on the cover. It's a free giveaway, too. There's 20 oh, spots. Here, really? Yeah, it's a free giveaway. Just go, uh, go check out TopShelfBreaks.com. Get into that. Um, See how you like it. See if you see if you can win. You guys ever do any uh, breaking with top shelf breaks or any other breakers like that? You ever ever participated in such a thing? Okay, I would because it looks like fun, but yep. I'm like really weird and private about. I think this is the first time I've ever opened like a box in front of other in front of other people. Sure, is I usually just like to do it at my house by myself very and like ritualistic. Yeah, so I'm I like I have my my pattern and I'm very like oddly private about that. Okay, so I might have some sort of phobia. Or well, something. the good thing there is they break it for you, so okay. you don't have to you don't have to see it or you don't have to open it in front of people. They do it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I want to encourage you guys to go check out Top Shelf Breaks. Uh, all your listeners. Chris Keller is the man. I, we love Chris. Uh, he's helped us out a lot. And um, 
as our guys throw throw back and forth uh, Cowboys and uh, Redskins rookie. cards at each other. All right, let's talk about we whatever we want to talk We're about. opening cards right now. Yeah, because this is quick, Becca yeah. um, Shout out to Panini Donis. I got yeah. a Evan Ingram press proof out of 10. Oh, very nice. Good job. Very nice. Then, of course, Franco Harris That's just to piss me off. Mm-hmm. Stupid Steelers. Whatever, I got two Kirk Cousins cards. You like that? You like that? Oh, wow. Nobody hey, likes that. You like that? Now, uh, so are we Cousins picking the worst guy that we got? Oh. That's why you're talking about the Giants, right? Drew Brees. Drew Brees action. Nice. Number to what? What's the number two? Number to 99. 99. Awesome. That's why you're talking about Evan Ingram, the worst guy you got. I want to let you guys know that we... Before before we went on the show, we played the national anthem, and they did not take a knee. Yeah, they did. So, <laughs> uh, oh man, let's not talk about. You trying to get us in trouble? Come on, are you trying to get us in trouble? In a sign of unity. So that's right, uh, man. <laughs> can I? Mm, as a soul, as a vet, I don't care. Like I just don't care. I, I don't need their validation. I don't need them to stand up and say. You know, we're we're honoring the flag, and it's I just don't care. Right. I, I I did it, and I know what I did, and I just don't care. The the, uh, the only thing is, it seems to like, it's oddly seems to be getting away from the message. It, it over, does, doesn't it? Yeah. Over the weekend, it seemed, and maybe not some people feel this way, but it seems like it was a kind of like a rebuke of President Trump sure. as opposed to, you know the the thoughts that it started with being about you know equality between the races systematic racism and stuff like that and you know that's the thing is i i wish it turned more into a discussion like an actual discussion about those issues sure as opposed to are they going to kneel or not how about like hey if you feel like there's this inequality what do you think about like retraining police forces or Sure. sure i don't know something maybe more tangible like that agree agree yes it's a tough subject. To it's, talk it is about. a tough subject I mean, to know, talk these, about. These players are being paid at the time that they're doing their protests. So if they want to, my feeling is they're going to have a protest. They should probably do it when they're not on the clock, just like most normal people yeah. should have to do that. And there's not so. one person that's going to have, even if you try to make all sides happy, much like the way the Cowboys did. Uh, sure. And you know they've night. been getting bad. Yeah, and yeah, they're they're gonna, somebody's going to be upset about on the other side. Now, what Kevin and I, and this is it goes political. Well, we we're both on different sides of sure. the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we both agree on, though, is what makes the most people, what affects the most people in mm-hmm. the most positive way. Sure, and that's that's kind of what we all hope everything comes out to. I don't know if the NFL can use their influence to to make that kind of change happen in our in our society, but if they want to make take that route i'm very interested to watch that story awesome awesome yeah. all right we'll put that to rest all right, we can all talk right. about something else what are you guys doing in your free time like when you're not taking care of your kids and opening cards what do you what do you, what do you guys do uh, uh, Corey watches films, movies and yeah. and and segments. Do you? How's that? Is that working out for you? Uh, <laughs> strong form. Um, oh the, my god! I uh, <laughs> my lord! <laughs> Family podcast. Come on. Uh, no, I uh, I play some. Uh, I say I play Battlefront. Okay. I play Madden. Okay. And then uh, I coach a lot of like uh, you know one kids in basketball and others in soccer and others sure. in t ball. So. My life is consumed with family-involved uh, things Stuff. all the time. So, did you pull? A, I'm sorry. Did you pull a hit? Did you pull any hits? Oh I mean, uh, no, not yet. He's going. he's got keep, the keep going. Okay, he's got the jersey. So I'm, I'm gonna pull that there autograph. Should be one autograph in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry sure he's gonna get it there, too. Corey. Oh, there's a hit in one in one of these packs. Yeah, yeah there should be. An there's an autograph somewhere in there. Yep, somewhere. Right. Watching these kids. Oh, kids. I say kids. Well, they are kids. They're like kids in candy store opening this Donruss. It's pretty fun, man. You guys are. Making me want to open cards again. You want one here? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm oh, good. Man. I'm good. I oh, like we were talking earlier. We do this for a living. It's we do. Uh, we do this a lot. It's fun to fun to see. What's what's the biggest? What's the best thing? Like personally, what's been the best thing for you guys? They've got to do outside of spring training with the radio station. What do you, what like Super Bowl maybe or uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl was fun, but we didn't get to go to the game. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, that part is kind of weird. I always kind of weird. I always love Oxnard. Uh, yeah. going to cover Cowboys camp because to be honest. I worked for the Cowboys website for a while. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of like a – I know I was a rookie, like intern, you yeah. know, at the right, time. Right. I was just hoping that they would send me to Cowboys sure. camp because that was a dream of mine. Right. And so, you know, yeah, that's one of the cool things. I always really do enjoy uh, our, our events. You know, like we're going to have a fan anniversary 
uh, in November. We should be safe to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, a couple that. days after. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not like the Booker after, T thing. Um, uh, uh, Thanksgiving. That's always one of the things that I really enjoy doing because you know, we get out in public and sure. we get to right. you know the whole stations there and everybody's partying. So those are the things that I really enjoy doing. But you know, being being the home of the Cowboys and the Rangers. Yeah, of course. Like that's that's. That's the kid in me right, right. there. Is, uh, you get to a baseball game and you're just sitting there going, oh, my gosh, the right. smell of this place is so awesome. No, I know you're not supposed to show bias, but look at that. Dude. Oh, my God. Whoa. Boomer Sooner, baby. Oh, Boomer Sooner. Come on, man. That is a what is happening? Triple I'm color a, patch right there. I'm a big OU fan. That's and, a cool card. Uh, this dude was a player. Was it number two? Uh, this is number 20. This is 9 of 25. Wow. Very nice. Triple color patch that is auto. awesome. It's a rookie phenom card wow. right there that's a cool card he got in the game the other day too yeah uh his health is uh, is getting a little bit better so that's nice very, very nice cool. very i would nice. i would echo what Corey said about the uh about the events the other thing is the people you get to meet like we were we were talking earlier about wrestling sure and I mean, we got to have Shawn Michaels in studio. Awesome. Like, how cool was that? And then the moment that I really nerded out for was we had Seth Rollins in studio when he was the WWE champion. Okay. And so he brought his belt with him. Oh, and nice. so during the break, I was like, can I, can I take a picture with the belt? Did he and he, a song? No. The Henry Rollins, no, the that's Rollins not the band. same guy. He goes, yeah, man, you can take a picture with it. You can pick it up, whatever. And I was like, Cool. <laughs> and then I kind of waited until he looked away a little bit, and I picked it up, and I instantly like threw it over my shoulder like I was a big deal. And sure. Tried to leave with it. Oh, yeah. Well, we know his past. I, yeah. Oh, man. Again, I, I do have a diabolical plan that I shared with my bosses. If that happens again, we should buy a replica, replica belt and okay. see if we can Switch swap it out, it out when they don't. But, yeah, so that was the coolest thing. I was like, how crazy is it that like I've loved wrestling forever, and here I am holding the actual That's title true. belt. Sure. And, you know, like a couple weeks later, I got to meet Shawn Michaels and you get to talk to Jerry Jones. And I mean, how crazy Adrian Beltre yelled at us. Like, we, <laughs> we, oh, oh, yeah. Heard this, this story? Did really? you touch his head? Is that what happened? No. So oh, my God. We were in spring training. This is all your fault. Yeah, we were in spring training <laughs> and we have a, a parking pass for the same lot the players park in. Okay. 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 There are no assigned spaces except for like front office. And Jeff Bannister has two spots, which I don't think he even puts his car. No, on. he doesn't. <laughs> uh, which he called Kevin out real hard this year. Anyway, so we uh, we go in and we park, and I we get out of the car. We're getting our bags and stuff, and yeah. I turn and I look, and I see this black Mercedes just sitting right next to us, and it's just, the guy inside is kind of leaned down under his you know tenting, and he's staring at us, and I'm like, what is that guy doing? Why is he staring at? It? Is that Adrian Beltre? <laughs> and Kevin goes, I think it is. Well, then the next thing I know, he puts it in reverse and slowly, not even any faster than a mile an hour, backs up to oh the very end of the parking lot and pulls into the dead last space there. There are plenty of other spaces, but he wanted to make a point. Sure. And so we get into the clubhouse, and we're interviewing oh, Mitch Moreland. And as we're interviewing Mitch Moreland, he walks in and goes, hey, Mitch, those are the guys that took my parking space. And I went, oh. Kevin, how did that happen? It wasn't marked. And Mitch said, he said, was it the last close parking space there was? And I said, yeah. And he goes, that was probably Adrian's parking space. That's the, He gets the closest one. Uh, I was like, oh, my uh, God. So then he threatened to hit Kevin in the nuts with a bat. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That's a real thing that in the next day he walked by and goes, you got hit in the nuts yet? And I was like, no. <laughs> and, and, and I go, we got to set some things up. It's complicated. He goes, it's not complicated. I'll get a bat right now. And I was like, hold on. Hold on. And so I even remember we talked to Chris Jimenez, who's a catcher at the time, and he goes, boy, you guys sure do know how to pick who to piss off, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I don't really know. So, I mean, but, like, that's a crazy thing I'll never forget is Adrian Beltre called us out. And, and on air with us, Jerry Jones goes, look, guys, this is not a damn debate. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, if you ever hear that, that was from our show. Yeah. And, you know, I got to meet Shawn Michaels. We got to meet Seth Rollins. So there's been so many, like, super cool things. Sure. Had a, had a, one of my favorite things, though, was one night we were doing uh, – we were doing fan bowl and a guy walks in and he has a box and he hands me this box and he said, uh, I've listened to the show since you guys were on the weekends and my dad died this year mm. and I lost my job this year. And the only way I made it through was at nights I could listen to y'all and laugh. 
Nice. He said, you know, my I was in a bad place, and every night when I'd turn it on, y'all made me laugh. And it was, you know, he gave me a bottle of whiskey and a T-shirt. And I sure. was like, oh, my gosh, like, like that's amazing. Thank you. Like, you need this back, though. Like, you know, and then there's there's uh there was a, a number of nurses came up to see me one day and my daughter had been at the NICU at children's mm-hmm. uh, for a while and and i knew their shift change was at around seven o'clock sure and she said you don't understand i work in the burn unit and uh, all day i deal oh. with something that's this close to a baby you know not being right there anymore right when i get in my car i just need a place to decompress and these nurses have all said you guys are the ones that allow us to do that so for us it's like Oh, I didn't realize I had this right. much of a responsibility. But, right. But yeah. for us, it really like that's the other part of it is we get to have fun, but there are a lot of people that we really help them, and sure. so that, that's the other really awesome thing to hear from fans. So Paul and I had a, a similar cool. experience at the national this year. Um, Paul and I are both Christians, and uh, we've had a couple people come up and say, "Hey, we really appreciate your you guys just sharing your faith." Uh, through your podcast because it's it's not something that you know that happens every day and should we be doing it probably not but i don't care sure. so um it, it was cool it was cool for for like you just said you don't realize the responsibility that you carry how minor it you, it may seem to you but it's really important to somebody else so that's always a fun thing to, to hear if no, go ahead if you're looking for somebody to really get behind then is jalen smith mm-hmm. is we talked to him during training camp last year so like when we knew he wasn't going to play sure he was the most like you can't help but want him to succeed sure. outside of like i'm a cowboys fan right he had the most ridiculously positive a- uh, attitude and he talked a lot about his faith and we asked him flat out are you ever from your agents or your handlers or whatever do they ever tell you hey uh kind of tone it down a little bit because i know that's not you know, some right. in some areas, especially mm-hmm. in the media, that can be frowned upon. It really he, can goes, be. he goes, he goes, no. And even if they did, I don't care. Right. And so if that's if you want somebody just as an aside to that to really pull for, that's the guy. Awesome. Very cool. Um, I might talk him into doing it, being a Redskins fan, but we could probably talk him into pulling for Jalen Smith. <laughs> I could do that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. He's, 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 he's great. A great story. Yeah. I didn't know that part of the story, but yeah, it's a great story. He's the one of the goods. That, well, he's leading the team in tackles now, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so All right. that's amazing. We got to wrap this up because uh, speaking of the Redskins, Corey's got to go uh, join the Redskin Nation or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, I don't know what's awesome. going on there. What? I'm making a lot of bets up there, Kevin. Oh, man. So thank you guys for coming out and doing this with us. This was amazing. Uh, thanks for reaching out and wanting to do this. This was that was that was cool of you, and I hope that this was an, as enjoyable for you guys as it was for us. Yep, I mean, sure. and I'm not even done asking for free stuff, and it's already <laughs> been the greatest day ever. No, I, I'm just kidding. In, in, in all seriousness, if uh, in all seriousness, uh, I really was excited because I remember when you taught when you're when Troy was up here and you he were joking so around. Jealous. I was like. Hey, so does like other people can come up here? I like there have been moments where you get to do stuff and you're like, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll live. But when I saw somebody else got to go to Beckett and sure. be involved with you guys, I was like, what? No, Don't this cannot lie. be. And I was super upset. <laughs> he punched a computer monitor and said, Troy gets to do all the cool stuff. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, when you when you reached out and you go, oh, yeah, I don't know if you were joking or not. And I was like, nope, I wasn't joking. Let me know what the story is. No, yeah, I was like, take a breath. Relax. Be cool. It was like I was trying to date you or something. I was like... Okay, don't let the don't let the dots pop up too soon. Like, let them know you're taking it cool. And I was like, oh yeah, what do, what do you? Think? Awesome, awesome. Now we got to get on your guys' show. We got to we got to make that hey, happen. Absolutely, yeah, we're already talking about a pizzathon. All right, do do. awesome, awesome. Good, All right, uh, we're gonna wrap this up then. Thanks for listening this week, and until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake. Thank you.